0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Today's episode of Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor for my podcast, as well as the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With just two taps on your phone, you can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event, and you can enter that event just using your phone. No paper tickets. Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And don't forget to check out my fairly new website, the for the very best in sports tech and pop culture coverage. And don't forget about the ringer podcast network, which features keeping in 1600, the watch channel 33 shack house and our ringer shows for the NFL, NBA and MLB. And finally, don't forget about my new television show any given Wednesday, which runs every Wednesday night at 10 PM on HBO. And reruns on HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO on Demand.
1: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Litman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Probably the biggest news we'll ever have. Emergency jam session. Because Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are going to divorce. I still can't believe it. I'm shocked. I really am shocked. I thought it was like fake at first. Where were you? I was at home. Okay. I was trying to rush to get to work. Sure. Felt like I was running late. Me too, actually. And um, we were on separate coasts. It was the worst time to be apart. <laughs> worst time I ever. I flew
2: back just to be with you for this moment.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I was shocked. And then my mom was traveling, and I wanted to call her to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. But That's was, sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's like big news. So my mom's like a... like. I wouldn't say she's a National Enquirer supporter, but she's sort of like always beating the drum of like, actually the National Enquirer is frequently correct. John Edwards. John Edwards. Never forget. Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. OJ Simpson. It's true. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. They've been talking about this for a
2: while. They were there. They were there. Yeah. You know, well, where were you, Amanda? I was also, a, well, I was in an Airbnb in New York because I was in New York. Nice. Uh, and I was about to leave for our New York office, and then I was at my computer for 3 hours emotionally working through this <laughs> and also, you know, doing various stories that are on the ringer.com which you should Check read. Them out. We really explored a lot of feelings yesterday on the ringer.
1: Um a question for you. Yes. You said you're working through a lot of feelings.
2: Yeah. So are you upset? No. I mean, it's not, you know. I I was thinking about it. The one I've been dreading and I guess this is a moot point now, but Beyoncé and Jay-Z, I would like honestly I would be sad, Mm -hmm. even though we know that it's been complicated and there's a lot going on there. I would just be like, if they can't make it work, who can? Who can? That that would just like I would actually feel physical pain. This one I'm just like incredibly shocked. Me too. I I have so many questions. I kind
1: of had like come to a personal piece with that and like believed in them as a couple. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like they care about their kids. They stay out of L.A. Like they just do their own thing. Cool, cool, cool. And when she wrote the piece for the New York Times and then got the double mastectomy, I was like, that's like pretty amazing. More women
2: need to talk about that. Good for her. And he was very supportive during the whole thing. Yeah. And so I came to really accept them. You know, it had been 12 years since the whole love triangle drama. Um, They got married two years ago. They, Did you like that dress with her kids? No, embroidery? not at all. I really yeah. didn't. She has actually terrible style. Embroideries,
1: um, em, kids doodles are for the refrigerator, not for a multi-thousand dollar dress.
2: Except for the, you know, there are a couple great red carpet moments for her, including the tux. Mm-hmm. And there was a green dress, but otherwise she has like a truly terrible style. Uh, and she's so beautiful that it doesn't matter. Anyway, didn't like the dress, don't care. It was very cute that her kids walked her down the aisle. Yeah. They seemed nice. It was at Chateau Miraval, which makes delicious rose, <laughs> which I hope is not affected by this turn of events. You never know, could be. <laughs> but you know, it seemed like they had definitely, after 12 years, transcended. I th- it was like five years of intense drama and speculation. And she yeah, made it through. They made it through. I really admired both of her op eds in the New York Times about. Me too. Um, her double mastectomy and then she also had a hysterectomy i believe yeah um she also know, is she's, a pretty
1: you know she's a humanitarian like and yeah say what you will about her but she gives she at least gives money
2: to the causes she believes in and she's you know ex- becoming a director she's not always a great director but i admire the ambition it just it seems like they were becoming serious
1: yeah i have no idea I was, People. Thinking, I was thinking about this i have no idea if she's smart because i listened to like very few interviews with her but she like aspires to be a person of substance yes. and i applaud
2: that like that's great absolutely so it, you know it seemed like there was no drama left with them they had taken a very long time yeah and they had moved past kind of the tumultuous beginning and they were just kind of a normal a-list celebrity couple and so i i was just blindsided Me i didn't too, know this was, was coming i was so shocked And
1: even in like my rumors, websites, we're not even really talking about it. It was just the inquirer.
2: No, it's true. So, all right, let's, let's talk about this. It's been
1: over, it's been about 36 hours now. Right. Let's talk about where we are at the
2: situation. Okay. We're in the situation room. We're in the, okay. Well, I just want to say I was immediately shocked. And also my first instinct was like, what did he do? Yeah. Because it was very sudden Um, As many people have pointed out, the timing of the announcement is not, like, a Friday afternoon news dump or, you know, they could have done it over Labor Day, etc. They did it, like, Tuesday morning prime time. Yeah, Um, It was, like, an offensive. Yes. And it was very clear from the way that the documents were leaked to TMZ um, and the fact that Angelina Jolie is using celebrity divorce lawyer Laura Wasser, who will come back to. Diso Queen. Anyway, it's clear that they... Uh, were leaking to TMZ. Like they were taking, it was a press offensive. If it's
1: it's not a security camera, footage tape or whatever. Yeah. TMZ is like likely has a source on the inside. Totally. At this point. And they also, they pay for information. Yeah.
2: And you know, I think that they usually have all celebrity divorce filings because they are public record. Yeah. Um, And the general theory is that there's someone at like the particular, the various Los Angeles, like court, sure rooms who will just alert TMZ but that sounds like a really good like Showtime show yeah it does actually I would watch that me too but anyway it you know maybe TMZ just got it from their source but there's no way that Laura Wasser didn't know that filing went in the way that they did it would they knew that they were getting this exact amount of attention right and I think they were like looking for it they also which means that they're pissed as fuck Right. at Brad Pitt. And what did he do? Also, the terms of the filing, she wants full legal custody. Very harsh. Really, really harsh, which again indicate he did something really wrong or She's that punishing they, him. Yeah, or that they want us to think that he did something really wrong. Right. So, you know, then I have just been like, what did he do? Yeah. I have there's some theories. So, should we go
1: through them? Yeah, let's let's start with most pl- least, least plausible
2: to most plausible. Okay, so the least plausible one to me is one that actually f- was floated in Us Weekly, like, in June. Uh-huh. National Enquirer has been on this. Us Weekly actually should get a little credit. Yeah, back in June they had a yeah, story. Yeah, there have been, like, rumors of, like, little cracks here sure. and there. You know. Um, but Us Weekly did report back in June that they were fighting because Angelina wanted to sell Chateau Miraval, which right. is their estate in France right. where they make the rosé. Um to like and also possibly sell any other residences that were not in england so that she could become a tax-paying british citizen so she could join the house of lords right which
1: is incredible i mean <laughs> I, that's like straight up victorian shit like let's write a george Eliot novel about I would, like Angelina to, and Jolie. I would like to join the House of Lords. Like, what on earth? That's a great idea. If you have all the money in the world,
2: why not? Buy your way into the only, yeah, like... That's, that's yeah. what the House of Lords is. So, <laughs> good idea. I, I don't know. I guess I choose not to cast aspersions on hum- her humanitarian stuff. It seems born out of, like, genuine concern sure. and a connection to her children. But I suppose, like, you could be skeptical. Yeah. And that is definitely would add fuel to your skepticism, that she just, like, wants to buy into the House of Lords. Um, This is also connected with a rumor. I think she has a British political advisor Mm -hmm. who is encouraging her to join the House of Lords, according to this rumor. And this dude keeps coming up in various tabloid reports. Yeah, there's
1: been some suggestions, like, maybe they're having an affair or something like that.
2: So that is, like, slightly more plausible than they got in a fight because Angelina Jolie wants to wear like a weird powdered wig. Real estate fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That one that doesn't fully check out for me. But then again, she did wear her own brother's blood around her neck. So, or no, it was Billy Bob's blood around
2: her neck. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely eccentric. Yeah.
1: She's a weirdo. But that seems too stuffy
2: for her. So I think that's the least plausible.
1: Also, terrible time to be getting into English politics. Like, just
2: simply terrible. It's a mess over there. <laughs> Doesn't she you know what really to It's really true. Um, okay. So there are two more plausible theories. Okay. I'm actually interested to hear which you think is less plausible of the two. Where are you right now with what's happening? So the, the New York Post had a story that came out quickly after the
1: TMZ one right. saying that... Uh, and jillie had hired a private investigator and caught brad pitt cheating on her with his co-star marion cotillard as well as some russian hookers right that's the, a quote the russian, Rus- hookers. the russian
2: hookers are right there in the lead like <laughs> shout out to the new york post um that one seems pretty plausible to me i mean that's what i immediately thought yeah and again there had been rumors you know that they were like in star magazine and hollywood life which you know as long-term listeners of jam session will know those are the <laughs> The less reliable yeah. of the tabloids, so you can you should always can be wary. But nevertheless, they were there. Also, Marion Cotillard is beautiful.
1: She is. There's also so, definitely something very um, alluring about her. I just associate her so closely with her Inception character. Like oh, that's, interesting. That's how I think of her. And that character to me was very like enchanting and crazy.
2: <laughs> I really enjoyed La Vie en Rose. I think mm-hmm. she also had one of the great all-time uh, Oscar speeches. Yeah. You know, in her charming little French accent, it is true that there are angels in the city. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Marion Cotillard. Some tricky, and she's also her partner. I don't think they're married. Guillaume Canet is an extremely handsome French man, just really, really handsome. Um, it's tricky that she's also sort of a nine eleven truther. Yes, that's a tough she one. Is. Her Twitter um, feed
1: is interesting.
2: Yeah, so you know, there, there are both sides there. But I, as soon as I heard the news i was like oh it must be the cotillard thing i don't know whether that makes me a bad person
1: mm, i don't think it does because how did he meet and Jolie? they were co-stars no, he was it's true and he was married and then he was not married and then now we are 12 years later yeah so i don't think it makes you a bad person i think it's like the logical thing to think given his history
2: and then pretty soon i found myself like googling like french tabloids Mm. which by the way like i took french about 15 years ago but i'm by no means fluent (laughs) and for about five minutes i definitely was like oh it seems like Marion cotillard is pregnant holy shit but then it turned out that french tabloids are as mean as us tabloids when it comes to analyzing a photograph of a woman in like an oversized dress and being like oh that's a baby bump but then again today maybe there are rumors Mm, again Uh, yeah there you go (laughs) so I I think it is the courtyard, even though it's pretty much TMZ, Us Weekly, Lainey Gossip, which has been doing hero's work on this yeah. and should be credited, are all pretty insistent that it's not another woman.
1: Yeah. So the other um so the other theory is that yes. he like she there was an inc- a quote unquote incident and the implication from her not wanting to give him joint custody. And other rumors in the press is that like the, she was concerned about his parenting and like his right. um, alcohol and potentially drug consumption. That's like completely that's completely unconfirmed. But that's like kind of like a swirling rumor. That's like if you don't believe the Cotillard thing, like maybe you believe that. Right. And um, that seems less believable to me based on very little information. Just the fact that like so many people um, drink and or like smoke some weed and it
2: doesn't like impair them from being parents also i mean brad pitt has been a stoner for literally as long as he's been in the public eye we all know that that goes so i I mean it's possible that the problems have gotten worse yeah with teenagers maddox is 15 now so mm, who knows the so the incident i want to go back to because everyone is like all the sources say there was something that was sort of unforgivable, but no one is willing to name what it was. They say that it happened within the past 10 days. Right. And and that's why it was
1: sudden. Exactly.
2: Because she only made the decision to file within the last 10 days, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it has, like, a... I don't know if you saw, like, the moving truck showed up at the Hollywood house today yeah. to get all this stuff. It has a real almost Katie Holmes, like, making her like, exit from Scientology, like, with the burner phones. Like, they they coordinated a whole thing just to get him out of the picture immediately. Right. Which She's is, in New York right now. Yeah, and it was perfectly coordinated. They knew exactly what they were doing, and yeah. they were like, we're just trying to get out of this ASAP and it's, blindside him. It's very scandal. its It really is. But it's so something honestly insane must have happened
1: i know like i i don't know what it is but i, I don't know. It, I, you must, know it must it was obviously like just like a seismic event in their life
2: which is why i keep i you know i suppose that he could have just got like gone, had some sort of bender and had like a really bad event in front of the children yeah. that seems possible but it you know and i think that we have learned that angelina jolie does like press in her own way mm-hmm. and courts it and courts this sort of weird drama but it does seem to me like if it were some sort of event that was jeopardizing the children you wouldn't do it in this dramatic public way right oh who, who knows I mean I guess so but it seems like there are actually better ways to get him away from the kids yeah
1: I guess it's just yeah the filing part is so is so tricky because it's like basically impossible for them to keep it a secret, you know. Yeah. So it was gonna come out. So then it's about like how do you control it?
2: They yeah, should, I suppose so. They sh- like, can you?
1: If you get married in France, do you, and then you live in America, mm-hmm. do you have to file in America? Can you file in France? I don't know. But they, I need to get Laura Wasser, Disso queen on the line. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about Laura Wasser yeah. for a second, okay. but first. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Please do. MeUndies. Have you heard of it? I have. Well, Amanda, you wear underwear every day, or at least I hope you do. (laughs) It's time to try something better. MeUndies has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that is three times softer than cotton. When you feel awesome from inside out, you look awesome from the outside in. I, I think that is kind of true. Tim Gunn always wanted keep women to get great bras on his makeover show. That's true, it's
2: very important. Yeah, it makes you feel better.
1: Mm-hmm. When you upgrade your undies game, everyone wins. Life feels better in Me Undies. Me undies is made from modal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton, just like I mentioned. Uh, MeUndies has tons of colors and patterns from classic to bold to adventurous. And the only brand to have matching pairs for men and women. You're married. Maybe you and your husband should get some MeUndies.
2: I think matching would be a little far, but they I was looking, they have some camo underwear that I'm I'm thinking camo is big. Oh cool. Which I think it was big last year, or whatever. I no like one camo. will know. It's my underwear. I like
1: camo shoes, like flats.
2: Well, we can you know it's great do both.
1: When camo is like applied to like a very like feminine thing. Yes. Like underwear. Great. All orders in the U.S. and Canada ship for free, so don't hold back if you want that camo too. If you don't love your first pair, although you will, MeUndies will pay you back and you can keep it for free, no questions asked. For a limited time, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash jam. Again, if you don't love your first pair, it's free. You've no excuse to not try this great underwear brand. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash jam to get 20% off your first order and use my link so they know that jam session sent you.
2: Juliet, I would like to also tell you about Audible. Ooh. Do you have some time for that? I would love to hear about Audible. I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you. Do you love books but find that you never have time to read them? Um, yes. Yes. You you love books. I do love books. Wow. Make the time, people. Anyway, and here's (laughs) how. And you can't. Audible.com has the perfect solution. Get audiobooks and listen to those books you've been meaning to read while on the go. At the gym, during your commute, audiobook... Audible.com has audiobooks from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Their app is free and works on iPhones, iPad, Android, and Windows Phone. You can also download and listen on your Kindle Fire and over 500 MP3 players. And unlike a streaming or a rental service with Audible you own your books so you can access your books anytime and anywhere right from your smartphone. That, that's great. I know. You're on a plane or something. It's very comforting. You're like, yeah, carrying your library right around. Never alone,
1: always at the, the printed word or the digital word for you.
2: Audible.com also has the great listen guarantee if you decide you don't like the book you chose no worries you can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title anytime no questions asked which is incredible because I am the queen of buying a book reading 10 pages and being like oh no I don't care for this um some things that are on Audible right now that I'm very excited about. I'm reading a book called The Six, which is a new mm. biography of the Midford sisters. Nice. That's big for you. It is really big for me, and but it's really long, and I have a job, so it's on audiobooks, and I could listen to it. There's also... I just Googled the full Kate Atkinson Library, my favorite living novelist. Oh, nice. I know. I'm going to read another of her Jackson Brody books um, after I finish the biography. But anyway, all Audible. on audible.com. And just for listeners... Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash jam today to start your free trial. Again, show your support for Channel 33 Jam Session. That's us. Make us look good. And get a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash jam.
1: All right. Now we're ready to talk about Laura Wasser. Let's do it. Jazzy compiled a very long list of everyone she's... or Not everyone, but of many of the people she has... Yes. Uh, ...represented in their divorces. It includes mariah carey and nick cannon
2: it includes jennifer uh, garner jennifer garner johnny depp recently which is a really tough one so laura wasser like doesn't fuck around yeah she means business did she represent depp or heard i think it was depp damn she also
1: represented uh she was involved in the spike jones sofia coppola divorce yes, she was
2: spike jones lawyer on that one's hard for you yeah
1: i like that she represents men and women a lot of divorce lawyers like only represent one or the other
2: particularly women lawyers. It's true. She represented Britney during um, the troubles. Yeah. But, and apparently Brittany was the only person who was like so demanding that they actually had to take a break. <laughs> and like Laura Wasser, like fired Britney Spears for a while and then took her back on, which Laura. is really tough. Damn. Um, Laura is a
1: legend. I mean, her name is so familiar. It's like, as familiar she, as like us Weekly. She is
2: representing Khloe Kardashian, so right. she's the one that went in like ran in and was like the divorce is off, the divorce is off after Lamar Odom like had his health problems. She represented Kim from her Chris Humphreys divorce. Yeah, so she is like the true she's the disso queen, the dissolution she's the of disso queen, and of she's marriage. just also who celebrities hire when they want to win. If you have her, you will right. win.
1: And also she obviously is very deft at controlling the message. So it's not just, like, legal, uh, but also, like, PR.
2: Exactly. But and when you're hiring her, you're also suiting up for battle. Yeah. Which is really interesting. You
1: know it's not going to be a friendly divorce. Yeah. Or, or like, a fast one, probably. Although if I were Brad Pitt, even if Angelina Jolie was trying to screw me over so badly, I don't think I'd want this to drag out. I guess if you're fighting for your kids, you're, like, not going to give up. But... I don't know. I would just never want to be embroiled
2: in like a long public legal battle of any kind. I completely agree. I'm still sort of. I'm trying to figure out why Angelina Jolie would make this this public unless right. she's really fucking pissed she, off. Yeah, she's which so is angry. again, which drives me back to Cotillard.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of this is like angered, motivated. Because again, like if you're trying to protect your kids, you probably wouldn't make it as public. Right.
2: But who? I mean, who
1: knows? She's she's eccentric, as you said. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes, do you think that she's like, a, like a successful actress, not star, but like actress? Because I can't think of many like bona fide hits of hers.
2: Well, well are, you talking, like okay, are you talking?
1: Maleficent was like pretty successful. Okay, are you talking?
2: Is she a talented actress or is she a successful movie star? Is she? Because those are different bank, things. Is she bankable? Yeah. Is she? Like what are like what are her best movies? Well, I mean, as you just said Maleficent and Kung yeah. Fu Panda, which oh, I forgot about Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, she and well, Maleficent... voice work is
1: great work. If you, if, if I was a, if I was a famous actress, I would like hit a certain age, have kids and be like I'm only doing voice work. I'll come in
2: my pajamas, I'll give you my voice, I'll do the press and that's it. I think literally every <laughs> Hollywood actor agrees with you and that's how we only have animated movies now.
1: I mean, it seems like a great life. It's true. <laughs> <All> <laughs>
2: right. Your kids can see it. I'm looking. Okay, salt okay grossed 100 million wanted gross over 100 million i guess she does really well internationally right mr and mrs smith the thing is is that she basically stopped making movies around 2010 right except for voice work and by the sea her weird uh pre-chronicle of her divorce right which is an interesting one because she's so committed to her kids that's true or something or maybe because movies are dead and there was or she wanted to direct she's been directing I let's guess. get this
1: gal on tv Let's get a six-part miniseries with her. Like a BBC Honorable Woman kind of thing.
2: I think she will literally never do television. I think she's the only one. (laughs) She doesn't see the prestige in it? No, I don't think she gives a shit.
1: What if the Honorable Woman had starred Angelina Jolie and not Maggie Gyllenhaal? Uh, Worse? Yeah, worse. That's a great show. I love that show.
2: I really enjoyed that show, too. But as I said earlier, Angelina Jolie is actually bad at wearing clothes. Mm. And, well, she's not bad at wearing clothes, but she doesn't have good taste. Sure. But... The style was so important in *Honorable Woman*. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Angelina Jolie does like action movies.
1: Yeah, she's like an. It's like she's like an action. Was star. *Honorable
2: Woman* that like y Um, uh, there was a fair
1: amount of running
2: on the part of Maggie yeah, okay. Gyllenhaal. That's true.
1: Um, I get like, what's like your favorite Angelina Jolie movie? Like, what's her iconic role other than being Billy Bob Thornton's crazy ex?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um,
1: is it like I think for me it's probably Girl* interrupted.
2: I was gonna say that also.
1: I think she's in Gone in 60 Seconds, isn't she?
2: Yes. That's... But Girl Interrupted or I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith will always be a certain... Right. Well, it's certainly part of her narrative. Exactly. Because
1: I just... It's amazing that she's as famous as she is with like so little production. like Compared to like Scarlett Johansson, who's not as famous and is in all these Marvel movies, including that
2: weird Marvel Get Out of the Vote commercial today. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's sort of the trajectory of movie stars, which is kind of one thing that I think the Brangelina divorce signals is like, this is the true end of movie stars. Mm. It's over.
1: Interesting. Tell me more um, about
2: that, Amanda. I like okay. that theory. Well, they are sort of, they are two of the last movie stars who do exist independently as celebrities, as who, opposed to their work
1: off the top of your head. Like who else is on that level? Like George Clooney,
2: George Clooney, though. He's now just honestly like a mall side piece. Yeah. When was the last time he was like opening a movie and doing not, really important. No, not yeah, for a while. All right. Tom Hanks. Okay. But like Tom Hanks is grandfathered in at this point. I think you got to put Tom Cruise in there as well. Totally. Yeah. But also grandfathered. in. there's no farm team here is what I'm saying. All you got is Jennifer Lawrence, who's Hunger Games famous. And honestly, we'll see how Passengers does. We'll see how her post Hunger Games, like I'm best friends with Amy Schumer. Yeah. Life goes. I think it might be tough for her. I think the tide is turning there. As far as the David O. Russell ladies go, I'm more into Amy Adams personally. Interesting. I uh, think I just realized that I don't care for David O. Russell's tastes in women <laughs> or I, men. I like the
1: fighter. I like that movie.
2: Oh, she was great in the fighter. Yeah. that was fun, and I had a nice time at Silver Linings Playbook, in spite of myself. Sure, me too. But mostly because it has allowed me to make like garbage bag jokes about Eagles fans, uh, which is useful in my personal life. It's also a really great Bradley Cooper performance. It is, and he gave it once, and he's been trying to do it ever since, <laughs> and I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's not like a second tier, you know. And there, we talk a lot about this, right? Because it's a real problem for movies. Yeah. And it's a problem for young actors because basically you get stuck in a franchise, as you said, like Avengers or, you know, Han Solo or whatever. And you're tied up for 10 years. You can't do other movies. People don't really want to see you past your franchise role. You know, you'll just you're stuck as Black Widow or Captain America or whoever. Um, But you don't get to kind of create that bigger movie star persona outside of the franchise that allows you to then go carry movies on your own there's no one who can carry a movie anymore um besides i mean i guess angelina jolie and brad pitt both stopped trying but i think they could
1: yeah i think this is just like another like um, example of like the internet killed something like internet killed super fame because to get to like cultivate a big following you now have to do like the opposite of what brad pitt angelina jolie do which is like expose yourself a lot and like be vulnerable and like Like, Chris Pratt is, like, the internet's favorite actor, and that's because he seems like a total goof who's, like, very approachable and, like, just like us. And, like, there is nothing similar between me and Angelina Jolie or, like... I don't know any men like Brad Pitt. Like, they're they're exceptional, but that doesn't, like, sell anymore. Like that it's kind of, true. That kind of, like, mystique is not what, pe- what people are looking for, it seems like.
2: Yeah, and glamour and kind yeah. of escapism as opposed to they're just like us. Yeah. It, is, it
1: is the stars, they're just like us generation. Totally. And, like, even on TV, like, to sell that kind of mystique, it has to be, like, a period piece. Yes. Like, current contemporary shows are not populated with, like, kind of... The characters that Brad, like a Brad,
2: Pitt would play. No, the character is supposed to be relatable and supposed yeah. to represent you. Yeah, and even if you look at the Ringer piece that we did yesterday, that was about so who's the new power couple? Mm-hmm. No movie stars on that list. No actors or a couple TV stars, but it was all reality TV, musicians, athletes. It's, yeah, I mean, we just movie stars aren't our, famous anymore. Our president like yeah
1: if you're putting your president in power couple it's like what is what does celebrity really mean
2: yeah and i feel like this was the last we invested in this couple as kind of like the big powerful movie star couple yeah um they i mean they were when you said power couple like brangelina or tk and now it's over and i think that's just kind of that's it there's no one there's no one from the world of movies who's going to replace them right
1: and it gets back again to this like internet problem for celebrities which is like Angelina Jolie cultivated her persona through doing press appearances and appearing on the red carpet. Right. And there's no one else who really does that. Like Jennifer Lawrence, like you said, is kind of like the air here. And she's more known known for like farting and having like charming Right, and um, doing, videos. Like, doing a dumb Fallon, Fallon segment. Yeah, or like being with her friends at Sir, the restaurant from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> like that's what's kind of like fixated on now, not the sort of eccentricities of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. They just don't
2: make them like that anymore. They really don't. And now it's over. 2004 to 2016. Farewell, superstars. Did you see the cover of the New York Post this morning? Yes, I did. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Brangel Exit? Oh, I I saw just the picture oh, of Jennifer Aniston. Of Jennifer Aniston. You're right. My bad. So the cover of the New York Post was just a picture of Jennifer Aniston laughing, like a full page. And then in very small type at the top, Brangelina, 2004 to 2016. It's pretty wild. I saw the the cover of the post, and I was like, all right, you know, sure. For the post, that's pretty good. I don't want anything to do with Jennifer Aniston in this narrative. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like people kept, like, sending us gifts and being like, woo, Jennifer Aniston. And I was like, you know what? I was never Team Aniston. Like, I, she is married now. She has her own life. Like, seems like she's happy. She, it seems, you know, she's doing Avino commercials. She has smart water. She's fine. But I, I, there was all this tabloid coverage of, like, how did Jennifer Anderson respond? And they're like Chelsea Handler's weighing in, being like, Angelina Julie is a fucking psycho. And she got Chelsea Handler being a friend of yeah. Jennifer Anderson. And like, this is not about that at all for me. Do I you- agree with you.
1: Um, I really don't like cheaters. Like, I really, really, really don't like cheaters. Okay. I was talking about the movie Drinking Buddies recently, and I was like, yeah. It was just hard for me because I don't like cheaters. So it was like hard for me to get into that. So I, for a long time, really, did not accept Brad and Angelina into my heart. Interesting. Yes. But like I said, they they won me over because I was like, oh, these people are committed to each other. It's not their fault that he made a mistake and married the wrong person. Right. And so I was like, "Okay, I accept this after a few years. So I kind of like always felt for Jennifer Aniston. But over the years, as Angelina Jolie has done more to curry favor and like be a humanitarian and like a charitable human jennifer aniston has done very little which is fine she's a private person she can do whatever she wants but i just don't feel
2: like she's really worthy of much sympathy so i'm just like okay and also do we have to revisit this right i think i should be honest it's not like my disinterest is not like leave jen alone let her be her own woman like i don't really care i like honestly just like i don't don't really want to hear about her and this is she's
1: actually quite boring
2: she's super boring and this is why i was always sort of your point about cheers is Is good and right and like support families. But I was always Team Jolie. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, I mean, this is ridiculous, but it is similar to the Jenny Slate Chris Evans situation where it's like you feel bad that a marriage like maybe didn't work out, although I don't know about the timeline. I'm not an expert. But like you understand, like you pick, you pick Captain America. Yeah. Like you pick Angelina Jolie. That's just the way the world works. And I don't, I don't feel threatened by that. I'm just kind of like, well. There are some people who are just kind of extremely like beautiful and captivating, <laughs> and that's how humanity works. And if I can accept that, maybe I'll be more comfortable in this world that we live in. So what you're saying is you're pro-exceptionalism. Yes, <laughs> 100%. No shots to Anison. I liked Friends. But, like, you know, of course, of course Angelina
1: Jolie won that i didn't i didn't think at the time the discrepancy was so great it wasn't really like a jenny slate's ex-husband versus captain america i feel really bad that we've dragged them back (laughs) into
2: this but it's just the first thought that came to mind
1: i don't know i had a hard time with it i just really hate cheaters i really really i i have a hard time with it it's like like if i were angelina jolie i'd probably do the same thing i'd be so furious trust is all we have you know yeah and if it's you, true. If you don't have trust, you're just screwed. I just, it's always been hard for me. And it's definitely like, I love the Oceans 11s movies, like are the Oceans movies with sure. George Clooney and Co., but it just always was really hard for me with Brad Pitt. I'm just like, dude, I
2: don't really, know. Yeah, it really bothered me. I think those movies are just very charming. Who cares?
1: I mean, I love them too. Also, he's great. I mean, he's, those are my, that's my favorite Brad Pitt when he's rusty. Although I also really like him in the big short. He was great in the Big Short. Yeah, I mean. I mean, no Gosling, but still. He attaches himself to good projects. He is, must have smart people around him. I'm not willing to give him the credit for the projects he picks. OK. But um, Plan B Productions has done a lot of good movies. That's true. I also, every time I see Plan B, I think of Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that was theirs together.
2: Yeah. I would. Re- if
1: I was married, started a company with my husband, and then we got divorced, and I got to keep the company, I would rename it 100%
2: yeah that just seems like good manners. But as Jennifer taught us, he's missing a sensitivity chip. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess he is. He probably is. yeah.
1: It's disappointing. I
2: also liked this
1: the rumors about how he's like having like a crazy midlife crisis. I actually don't believe that. Like he's probably just like a horny man or just like selfish or like many other things that are common. I of think
2: we've learned he's humans. selfish. yeah. I mean, I think also, like all movie stars are probably selfish. When you get to sure. that level of fame, That's you get used to a certain level. And of to want the level of fame. You yeah. have to like, be so self-centered. Are you at a point where you can place blame yet? On Brad and Angelina? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no. I think I need a little more information. I'm inclined to blame him, but I'm, I'm torn.
2: I am too, which is really interesting, right? I
1: think it's because she's not, even though she's demonstrated that she is a sympathetic, empathic person, I find it hard. She doesn't really, like, show that on her person, you know? So I find it's hard to sort of, like, be like, yes, I'm I, I'm with her. Her being Angelina Jolie.
2: Right. But also Hillary Clinton. But also Hillary Clinton. Um, I would agree. I think I probably have a more cynical view, which is just that I sense that there is a lot of calculating going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, she certainly is. Yeah. You know, out. Angelina Jolie famously does not have a publicist and has always run the ship herself. That's pretty cool. Um, which means that she's very good. At press because look at you know we talked about the rehabilitation from being a yeah. home homewrecker to being like a world-class humanitarian who's going to join the house of lords apparently <laughs> so I, I mean that's she did that by herself like that's an amazing amount of media savvy which as we know is something that i have a lot of respect for um but it also makes me very aware that like everything here is not just is is not easy like there's a lot of maneuvering going on and i don't Trust the extent, like it happened so quickly and so publicly that I just can't believe that she's 100% in the right.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And also, like, what relationship is that cut and dry? You know, very true. So, even even if he did massively fuck up, it's there's no way that over the course of the relationship she has zero culpability. Yeah, this is truly shocking. I wish it had not come during the election season. (laughs) tell me more about that yesterday i was just like i was like really deep in like reading about politics and then i saw this news break and i was like healthy for
2: you reading that much about politics right so for me i'm just like great let's talk about something else so that we do not have to pay (laughs) attention to this fucking shit show that just makes me anxious i know yeah i know but i was just like oh man couldn't this happen in
1: january would have been a great winter pick me up
2: i would have been saturday heading into
1: the oscars yeah Oh, that would have
2: been dramatic i mean this is interesting though it is happening a month and a half before brad pitt and Marion cotillard's movie is released yes which is just like i mean i think brad pitt is probably famous enough that he and has enough power in hollywood that he can just ditch out on whatever publicity obligations he has yeah
1: that movie looks good i'm looking forward to seeing it
2: i am also i really love a period piece you know they're they're wearing like cool old 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 coats. Yeah. I'm excited. Did you did you see Light Between the Oceans yet? No, I'm going maybe tomorrow. There's
1: just so many great sweaters and knit tights for us to discuss.
2: You know, I was thinking when we were doing the Who is the Next Power Couple, I would really, I thought about nominating Fastbender and Vikander. Mm. But again, Too actors. Too weird. Yeah, but just actors don't have that juice anymore. No. Like, who cares? I think Alicia Vikander might be the best actress of the current generation she's she's very good in this movie she, she was also like, very good in jason bourne just sh- fyi i didn't see that but i believe you it wasn't very good but she was really captivating she's, and she had to wear a butterfly clip and she's good in ex machina she's good at everything fucking robot she was great in the guy Ritchie movie that was just all like oh yeah mod dresses yeah, yeah yeah i
1: didn't see the danish girl but i heard she was good in that too she won an oscar for it yeah so someone thought so someone somewhere thought so um Well, on the topic of movies and non-Americans, let's talk about Bridget Jones, which you wrote about in such a lovely way last week for our website.
2: Thank you very much. Um,
1: After much concern, I'm pleased to say that I loved this movie and look forward to seeing it
2: a second time. Uh, Can we go this weekend? Sure. Uh, I had a great
1: time. Uh, I did too. I've been listening to Hold My Hand by Jess Glyn ever since.
2: Okay. I have not, (laughs) um, but that's okay. Listen, this is a third installment in like a movie based on Pride and Prejudice Mm. so you know it's not fucking Citizen Kane let's just let's be real sure I I don't need people writing me about you know the the style of filmmaking or whatever I don't care it was really enjoyable and you and I both walked out of that movie and we had a great time relieved that it was good and we had fun we were laughing a lot and we were just like that was a nice it was probably 100 minutes yeah. That we spent in the movie theater, and they don't make movies like that anymore. And that's really frustrating because you just, there are movies that you just feel like a warm blanket and you want to watch them and they're funny and you don't have to think about it. And then you move on with your life.
1: I realized that I just really like linear narratives. I, I'm like over formal reinvention. Like, sure. just give me a story and do it
2: well. And that's what a rom com is. I mean, that's the thing. Yes, absolutely. And also, a rom com is so familiar. And I just think there are different levels of entertainment, sure. Like, Great to everyone who loves prestige television. Congratulations <laughs> that you're just watching people with skin diseases for 10 hours like a year. I did like year. the night f <laughs> No, I know. I, I th- and it was very good and very well done and an example of like formal television done correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think there's it, we're living in an age where there's plenty of room for that and that's great. But it, I think that there is still room. There's certainly still room in my life for TV and film that is just enjoyable to watch. It's not challenging. You're not reinventing the medium. You're not asking, like, the important questions about, like, art and life and truth. You're just fucking making something that's comforting to watch. Yeah.
1: Just let and have funny a good time. to watch. Escapism.
2: Exactly. And we're sort of doing a whole uh, series about that on The Ringer this week. Yeah, man. I wrote
1: about Suits today. That's One of my true. favorite shows. Um, it's a great one. You guys should catch up if you haven't watched it. Yeah.
2: It's a whole series called Airing in Plain Sight, which is about good TV that we don't talk about. Yes. I wanted to do Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but we talk about that a lot. A so. lot. Quite often in Quite fact. often. Anyway. Meh, Kardashians. So, Bridget Jones Baby was not the most technically impressive movie of the year. No. But what a delight. Yeah, it is. And great I would time. also say, way better than the second film in the series, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. It's also,
1: it's just really hard to do a sequel that um, pleases people who like the original. That's true. Especially if there's not some kind of like source material that, like, canon to work with like in the case of the star wars movies yes and so in that regard it was pretty impressive to me it also w- was really true to um many of the themes of the british jones world while also like being pretty 21st century
2: yes it did a good job at updating i as i kind of wrote about it didn't do a perfect job at no. updating there were some bullshit things
1: it's really hard to it's really and this is not i don't want to make this about renee zellweger but like part of british jones is that she's chubby like, yeah. that's a big part of her character yeah. and part of her awkwardness in the world is being uncomfortable with her body and of course women of all all sizes are uncomfortable with their bodies but this version of Bridget Jones as played by Renee Zellweger was like very fit and taut and thin and that was definitely jarring and
2: it's not even just that she was just like totally magically thin which she was by the way she looks great yeah. and like honestly fuck you if you think anything else about how <laughs> Renee Zellweger looks I don't want to hear it But, you know, that was a part of the character, was that it was, like, an essential struggle. Um, However silly that struggle may be, it's very real. And they just solved it and didn't explain it and didn't go back to it. That was the biggest problem. Just because so much of
1: Bridget's character in the books is about her weight. Like, that's part of all the diary entries and her granny panties.
2: Right. It's just, like, one way of communicating her extreme anxiety about being in the world, which is, I think, the most relatable aspect of the character. Totally. And, and it
1: makes her like falling off the bike funnier when she's working yes, out now she's so. just like
2: good at soul cycle what did they call soul cycle in strobe the movie cycle. oh yeah <laughs> I mean, but that was it. tom her friend is now yeah. a strobe cycle that instructor was which was very cute I, I liked it yeah it was great it was well updated i, I mean i don't want to spoil things but if you don't know how it ends then you are not like really vibing with the bridget jones experience <laughs> Um, and I was happy that it ended that way. Me I will too. also say that I was so wrapped up in the movie that for a minute, I'm just going to spoiler alert, turn it off. if You don't want to know. I, there was a moment where I was like, she's not going to end up with Darcy and I'm so upset.
1: <laughs> I thought that the baby was going to be Jax, but she'd end up with Darcy.
2: Yeah. That was actually probably like too simple of a conclusion, yeah. but I mean, whatever. I was really happy.
1: I love Patrick Dempsey. I think that I, I like, and Allison Davis kind of wrote about this I don't think I like Patrick Dempsey the man but I love all the characters that he's he plays like the way that he's typecast really works for me I am so excited to watch Grey's Anatomy I'm just like (laughs) even thinking about it it's like makes me think about Derek Shepard even though he's gone I was like I loved I love Patrick Dempsey's characters he also
2: looks phenomenal I was just about to say the man can wear a sweater or like a little like. when he's in London, I think he has an installment of raincoats that yeah. are quite impressive.
1: Like, usually when, um, a, like, a middle-aged man dresses like a teenager or, like, a 22-year-old and just, like, get a grip, like, wanting to go that's shopping? True. He was... Patrick Dempsey's, like, 50, and he was dressed like like any 25-year-old who, like, has, like, a, an office job wearing, like, calendar no, sweaters. No, has, like, a
2: internet entrepreneur office yeah. job, by the way, because that's the new rom-com. Like, yeah, it's like he worked at Google or something. Yes. instead of an architect, he's now... He's actually an inventor of, like, Tinder, but... Yeah. Yes. Internet dude with sweaters and, like, well-cuffed jeans. Yeah,
1: but he looked great. Fantastic. It really worked for him. It was like, I don't know, it was just a great time. I really recommend Bridget Jones. If If you're feeling sad about love after this Brangelina situation, there's Bridget Jones waiting for you.
2: Yeah, and just go and enjoy it, and don't feel guilty about getting exactly what you want, because that is what movies are for, Yeah, are for wish fulfillment and to give us the things that don't happen in real life like true love like fucking brad pitt and angelina jolie
1: uh yeah thank you amanda for indulging this conversation this week it's been a, it's been a pleasure on my part thank
2: you for working through this with me i don't think we're done talking about this oh
1: no i don't think any of us or anyone in the world's done talking about it yeah
2: um thank you to
1: audible.com thank you to me undies and we'll be back soon good luck Marion cotillard